All right. You know what it is? You know who it is. We're back. The Fight Cast, episode 13. Another good weekend for the Fight Cast predictions. I really might have to start betting a little bit here. It's 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 uh it's legal in Tennessee, so I might have to start yeah. putting some money on these things. Um, but we had another good weekend, two for two. Um, the third fight that we picked got canceled. But we're gonna start off, we're gonna go over this weekend's UFC fights, touch into some boxing news, and then some nice talking about Connor and Dustin. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this fight for a couple months now. And uh, it's finally here this weekend. I've been watching all the Connor interviews and the Dustin interviews. And they had the, uh, what do you call it? You know, like how Showtime puts out the pre-fight like videos? The all access? Yeah, all access. Yeah, yeah. except it's the UFC all access. So um, those came out. been watching those, just getting hyped, listening to people's opinions and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so this past weekend... UFC on ABC, the first time they've ever been on ABC, and I think they crushed it. Um, they had a really good card, a lot of good fights. Uh, they had uh, Holloway versus Cater, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. I was saying Qatar, and then Carlos Condit versus Travis, or not Travis Brown, what's his name? Michael Brown, I think his name is. I forgot his name, but anyways, um, again, picked both those fights. Condit just, I really think, was just the better fighter. He's longer, just bigger kind of outmatched him in a lot of ways and ended up taking it by decision. Um, he had a couple of good positions on him, but Brown was also, who's very experienced, kind of found his way out of those positions. There was a couple of times I thought the fight was going to get called because Condit had him on top and was just banging on him. But then, you know, he got out and came back up and the fight ended in a draw or not a draw ended up by decision and Condit won. Um, Condit's last fight as well. So I don't know what's going to happen there. I think it was actually both of their last fights. And like I kind of mentioned on the last fight cast episode that uh, both of them were kind of fighting for like their quote unquote careers in the UFC here. Cause they were both kind of on the tail end and they both haven't had a good run their last few fights. So uh, I mean, Condit probably won himself a couple more fights in the UFC if he wants it, but we'll see what happens there. And then we had the awesome fight of Holloway versus Cater um, just to kind of brief overview. We picked, I think I picked Holloway by decision. And that's what ended up happening. I said he was going to outclass him, but he absolutely destroyed him. Like it wasn't even close. And like, it was right from the bell. Max Holloway is. And like I said, I think what happened here with Holloway and a lot of people, like a lot of people thought Cater was going to win and he's got a big hand and he's got a big right hand. And like he moves well and he throws his punches well, but like Holloway gets kind of like bagged on because of how his last few fights and Volkanowski is good. I, I honestly, I think Holloway won the last fight. So I think that people figured this would be a lot closer, but also Holloway looked significantly better than the last time he was in the, you know, cage against Volkanowski. And he had a record for punches. He was just sharp as hell. He was hitting stuff. He had that sequence towards the end. I don't know if you, when you saw it, but where he started yelling at DC and, uh, and he had that like no look jab that he had or the cross that he hit him with and then like somehow managed to dodge the punch while he wasn't even looking it was uh it was a good show he put on a good show towards the end and they were calling that fight of the year but i think it was really uh i don't think it was fight of the year i think it was performance so far obviously there's been one fight it was the first yeah. fight of the year but i think max holloway that wasn't a good fight that was just a good performance by max holloway he fucking destroyed him 
Um, he was, like I said, he was hitting everything. He was throwing four, five, six punch combos. Um, they were sloppy, which Jake's going to get to in a second, but um, he was still moving. He was throwing those punches. He was really just sharp. And it was from the beginning bell that he was kind of on Qatar, uh, Cater and just was just hitting them. And Cater didn't really have an answer. Um, he caught Holloway a couple times throughout the fight, but the fight really shifted in the third round when Holloway caught him with a couple elbows and he caught him, he busted open his head and is just pouring down his face. And from that point, I mean, Cater is a, he's a tough motherfucker. (laughs) Like he got hit and hit and hit and he stood there. He didn't get dropped once. There was a couple of times I thought he was going down and Max caught him like third, fourth round where he was like, like looking like he was done, broke his nose. And he was there at the end. It was able to do the interview after. So He's a tough dude. You know, at some point you got to watch out though. Cause a lot of those, a lot of that damage can like come back to you late, like later in your life and your career. And every punch that you're the tough guy for is, you know, eventually going to, it's going to shorten your career. Um, yeah. So coach used to tell me, my coach used to tell me real early on, tough guys don't last in boxing. Really? It's just, it ain't it's about, not- it ain't about fucking taking hits and being tough for someone else. It's about lasting, you know, Landing on the guy and not getting landed on. Yeah. And and it's like I said, I think Max Holloway had a great performance. I think he's deserving of of a third fight um, or whatever he wants to do against Volkanowski um, or whatever he wants to do next. But, you know, he crushed it again. We were two for two, picked both those fights. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if you want to talk about the, the, some things Jake saw in terms of the punching on Holloway that I saw too. And Cater uh, was just kind of like sloppiness. Yeah. Uh, so just to hit up, like, so I, I agree that it was a great performance in the sense that Holloway landed, what, what he landed, like over 700 punches. Shots. 700 punches. Yeah. And, it, but he landed through like 300 something yeah, more yeah. than it. Yeah. Um, so it was great in that sense. But look at Holloway's face at the end of the fight. Yeah, like you, you can't be landing three hundred more punches than the other guy and getting fucked up like that. Yeah, you know what I mean, like you, you, you got to move your fucking head, man. I don't like it. Drives me nuts with these MMA dudes that they don't. They so one of the things that was pissing me off right from the get go is the dude fucking Cater, um, Hollywood. You know, came out strong, throwing mm-hmm. a, a ton of punches. Um, this dude Cater and all MMA guys do this. They where they bring their guard up high. And try to block everything with their the back of their hand, their forearm, right? They put those fucking those earmuffs on. Well, the problem in the UFC is that you're, you're wearing those tiny ass fucking four ounce gloves. So basically, you just gotta get your knuckle around the guy's guard, and it's real easy to get behind the guard and tap a guy in the ear or in that area. And these guys are putting that high guard up and still getting hit and then continue to do it. It's like, why don't you fucking try slipping a punch dummy? You know what I mean? Like, like they, again, like I don't understand, like you're getting hit. Like, isn't that the signal? Like you get fucking walloped. Isn't that the signal to fucking move? Yeah. You know I mean, he keeps putting his hand up and it's like, dude, you're still getting hit. Yeah. You're getting hit behind your guard. Move your fucking head. The same thing with, with Holloway's landing all those punches, but a lot of the times, again, even though it was over 300 punches more than fucking Cater landed, you're still – the majority of those flurries, he was getting caught clean in the yeah. middle of yeah. Get 
fucking dude. And part of that was because Holloway, every time he threw a jab, his power hand, he would bring it back, like almost yep. behind his head to, you know, almost like he wanted to get extra reach, um, which was leaving him wide fucking open. And the, I, the other thing that MMA guys do a lot, they lunge into their punches. They, they, they're not good at shifting their weight, which is weird to me, seeing as how um, like balance and weight distribution you would think is like fucking huge when it comes to kicking and, and like uh, stopping a takedown. Right. But so often these guys lunge at like they throw punches, like they're throwing a baseball, mm-hmm. you know, and they let their upper body go over the front leg, like even on jabs. And it, it looks, it looks fucking bad. It puts them on a position. Uh, it puts them in position to get hit. And it takes them so long to get back into their stance where they're ready to either defend or throw something off of it. Um, it's, it's really hard for uh, uh, someone like me, like a boxer to watch, you know what I mean? It's again, yeah, we only use our hands, but because we only have those tools, we are very, very fucking polished at what we do. And so it looks good. It looks clean, right? When these guys throw punches and even their guard, it looks, it's really hard to fucking watch, man. And it would have been a much better performance. Like he didn't need to land 300 more than cater. If yeah. he landed a hundred more and got out of the way of a bunch of punches, it would have been an even better performance. He probably would have ended it, really. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they, they these guys like, it's got to at some point, man. Like, because I'm seeing it more and more too that you're either getting fights where it's all on the ground or it's all standing up. And if you're one of these fighters that it, that's what you like to do, you like to stand up. You got to get better with your hands and your defense. You got to move your fucking head. Yeah, and that's why you know if you saw a fight like. And that was, and it's true because there was, what happens, what's, I think what tends to happen here is like these fights where these guys are either very good strikers or very good grapplers, um, almost like a, a couple weeks ago or uh, like a month ago, there was Mackenzie Dern and she fought, I forgot who she fought, but they were both like outstanding grapplers. Like they're both black belts and like they didn't go to the ground and they ended up standing up most of the fight. Because it's like, we're both good at this, you know, who outweighs the other, but then it ends up, you know, shifting in the opposite direction. Um, the only fight I've, you know, like in this, and this was one of them where it's like, yeah, these guys weren't going to go to the ground. Like it was just clear, like they weren't, yeah. but like Holloway had a ton of, you know, and like you said, if he moved his head, he had a, a bunch of chances to end that fight and he kept getting caught, kept getting caught he got stunned like once or twice. I know like you saw it because, you know, yeah. he was still able to because his conditioning is so good. But if he wasn't, you know, conditioned and like he, you know, he probably, he's taken those shots before. He's also one of the only, I think he's only like one of three UFC fighters to have like never been knocked down like in a fight. So like he's never hit, I think it's him, Connor and somebody else who have never actually been like knocked down at all or knocked out um so like again he's got a chin he can take those shots but it's like why take those shots yeah, you, you don't, don't have to, to. yeah you no know? yeah and like you know and, and for him i mean he, he went off and he was saying he's the best boxer in the ufc i think he had a really good night and i think he had a lot of good punches Bro, but like sometimes this fighter confidence fucking turns into some fucking weirdo clown shit like yeah you can't come out of a fight looking the way that you look saying oh yeah i'm the best you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's like tito after he beat loma his face is all fucked up he's like yeah i fucking destroyed him yeah. i mean like you can't do that 
You, you know, you have some fucking brains, man. You yeah. know, check their ego a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm I said, the best boxer. Dude, he fucking did. His face was destroyed. It really was. And like I said, he, he had a it great like performance. Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> he had a great performance, but definitely not the best boxer. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So again, it was a good weekend. Wednesday, we have Neil Magny versus Michael Chiesa. Uh, that should be a really good fight. It's a pretty close fight on the uh, on the odds. I think uh, Magny's like a plus one fifteen favorite, and Chiesa's uh, a or Magny's a minus one fifteen favorite, and Chiesa's a plus one fifteen underdog. Uh, I'm still gonna stick with my guns here and go with Chiesa. I think he's uh, I think he's gonna pull this one out. And then uh, boxing news. We'll go over that first, and then we'll get into the this weekend stuff. Fury and Joshua, as Jake said, um, close to done last week. They were just kind of looking. He said that Eddie Hearn said that it's basically done. Yeah, yeah. He said that it's uh, they, they've agreed to um, the terms and they're basically just looking for a uh, venue and date. Cool. All right. Well, it's, go- it's going to happen this spring. Definitely. Good. And I think that uh, this is this is going to be that one of those big things that's going to, you know, really push boxing because this is a fight i think everybody i mean i don't think it's going to be as good of a fight as people think it's going to be yeah we'll talk to that when it gets signed but um i think this is one of the bigger fights that's going to happen this year except for a couple other ones but uh, this is going to really kick off boxing and i don't know i know there's a couple fights coming up when's the next big fight besides like Fury? The, the 30th of this month caleb plant oh yeah caleb plant all right yeah yeah the he, Nashville. And he wins he, he he may be facing canelo next so it's, cool. it's a big fight Ah, well, that would be huge. Um, but yeah, so not that much boxing going on this weekend. Next couple of weekends, there's going to be some stuff, like you said, on the 30th. But this weekend, we got Connor versus Dustin, which I am super excited about. We also have Michael Chandler versus Daniel Hooker. And then we got, let's see who else is on this card. There's a couple other, um, there's a couple other fights before that, obviously. We got, oops. We got Jessica I and Joanne Calderwood, and I don't know these other. Amanda Rebus, I know, but cool. I'm gonna I'm just only gonna talk about Dan Hooker, Chandler, and Connor and Dustin. So this is the rematch from the first fight of Connor versus Dustin. Uh, Connor knocked out Dustin. I think it was in like 90 seconds, and he came out and said he's gonna knock him out in 60 seconds. Or under 60 seconds, he says. Um, a lot of people have been talking about Connor looking probably the best he's ever looked. And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what what they mean by that. He's looking sharp, he's looking good. You know, he's he looks like I he posted a picture on Instagram today and he looks like he's ready to go. He's in shape. Dustin also is a great fighter. Um, I think he's gonna be ready to go as well. Dustin always gets a little too emotional for me as a fighter, and especially a fight like this. I think it could. If he's and I think he has grown and he's shown a lot, but I think you know that's always a factor to be settled with. But I want to actually start and come back around with uh, Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler. So Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler is basically this you know quote unquote like Dan Hooker said the new toy in the UFC. He got signed over from Bellator. He was on track to fight a couple months ago, and then he ended up not fighting because of COVID reasons. And then he was the backup for. Habib Gaethje, and he weighed in for that fight, did everything he needed to do, didn't end up fighting, was supposed to fight uh, Tony Ferguson or uh, Gaethje or something like that, but then ended up saying no because of like the weight cut. He didn't want to do another weight cut. So here he is. He got his first fight in the UFC, and it's not an easy one against Dan Hooker. 
Um, Dan, Dan, the hangman hooker, they call him. He's a really good all around fighter. He's got, uh, he's 20 and nine. He's had a lot of good wins. He's had a lot of good fights. Um, Chandler is again, a smaller guy who's coming over from Bellator. Who's in my opinion, I've seen enough of him highlights wise to say that he's good. I think Dan Hooker is a really hard matchup for him because he's a little bit long and Chandler's not Chandler's kind of like a brawler who likes to get inside and wrestle and he's a wrestler. Um, Hooker, I think matches him with the wrestling and it's really going to come down to striking and distance. Uh, I, I don't know what the odds are. Let me see. Should I probably look this up before um, Dan Hooker is the favorite against uh, Michael Chandler. And then, you know, I, I think that's, good it's he's not too much of a favorite but he's he's up there i think that again i think hooker is going to take this fight i think what he's going to end up doing is he's going to end up wearing chandler down keeping his distance and being able to kind of like defend any attacks that chandler may have the thing he's got to watch out for is that uh you know that hand of hook of uh, chandler if chandler can get inside and kind of rough him up a little bit i think he can win this fight but i still think that hooker is going to pull away here and the cool thing about this fight and connor fight which i'll get to there was some other big news in the ufc this weekend and one of the biggest things to come out of this weekend was not even the holloway win but it was that dana talked to khabib and he had a sit down with him kind of went over everything that was going on in terms of his decision making and what he wants to do he says if someone impresses him this weekend, he may come back out to fight for the belt, but he's not going to hold up the division. So essentially what this is looking like, if Connor impresses him or something else impresses him, mainly Connor, I think that was the main idea here is that like Connor is going to yeah. need to impress him. Habib will come back and he's going to defend his belt or his title. If not, it looks like he's just going to kind of ride off and let it go and then let the next person kind of just win it. Um, but this, so this second uh, car or the second fight to the main card Chandler versus hooker is going to kind of be the, the first domino to fall within this lightweight division. That's got a bunch of names packed in it. Um, if Chandler wins, you know, he, he really could step up and, and find himself in a title fight. Um, I, again, I don't know that he will. And hookers kind of, a big a bigger name but he i don't know that he's good enough to step into that right away i kind of see this right now as chandler's very unproven in terms of like fighting in the caliber of ufc and he's got a lot of good qualities and he's a good fighter but i don't know if he's going to pull this out and this can kind of i feel like hooker's in like a a lose-lose situation because i don't think this win is going to get him anywhere in terms of like taking that next step but i don't think that him losing this fight is going to get him anywhere either. So, and I don't think Chandler, if he wins, is going to like jump into the, like the conversation, but he's obviously going to be, you know, one of the next people to at least attempt to get that. And then obviously we got the biggest fight is Connor and Dustin. So Connor is a 300 favorite, minus 300 favorite. Dustin's a plus 240 underdog. The way I see this fight going, and I can't admit I am a Connor fanboy. You can you can say that if you want. Um, I don't think Dustin has gotten significantly better. I think he's good. I think he's in good shape. You know, I know his coach Phil Derue. He's one of my coaches and one of my mentors. And like I've talked to him a couple of times about it, and we've we're in a group chat, and he's told us Dustin looks really good. 
Um, Dustin is moving well. He's strong. He's healthy. Uh, I just, I have a hard time believing from what I've seen from Dustin that he's going to come in here and not think about the last fight at all. And Connor's kind of taking a different approach to this and they're, they're respecting each other. Connor's not really talking. He's not talking shit like he usually does. I just think he's head and heels above everybody in the division except for Habib. And I, I'm going to die on this hill. I think if he gets a second chance at Habib, he's going to beat him. But for right now facing Poirier, I think that Connor is a better striker. I think he's a better grappler, a significantly better grappler. I think that he's, uh, or maybe not significant, but he's a better grappler. And I also think that, you know, Dustin is sharp and they've, again, they go back into like this quote unquote, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know why they do this, but they talk about like boxers in the UFC and they talk about like being the best boxer in the UFC. Like I've heard D- Dustin called the best boxer in the UFC in terms of like fucking dude can't throw no point. Me, who said that? he's like known as like one of the best like quote-unquote boxers in the who mma guy that's what i mean let me quote uncle roger again most people don't know shit about boxing yeah and like you know he trains he can't throw a fucking punch to save his life yeah he's he's a very much like a oh he's and again this and he's from what i've seen of dustin he's good but he, he doesn't move well like his head and he ends up getting into like these hooks like he just kind of like continuously yeah. throws hooks as he, as and he he's an upright fighter yeah, yeah like every time i've seen him fight his knees are oh like he the guy don't it's like his knees don't even bend yeah so i mean you're not getting any leverage you're not getting any power you're off balance the guy no the best boxing like and again so, i think that even if connor isn't you know let's say everyone's talking and he's not really the best he's ever been and if he is i don't think it's close like i don't i think connor head and heels is better than Dustin and it's not even a question and just based off pure just tools yeah like in the toolbox Poirier is not even close yeah just based on just to, like now where they are mentally like that's a whole different thing like if if Connor is sharp mentally like like people saying oh he looks better than he ever has when has Connor never looked physically good he's always yeah. looked good he's always looked sharp but it's like mentally where is he at I mean the guy's loaded he's yeah. wealthy now so where is he at mentally? Right? And I think there mentally, yeah. it's not even close because you come down to the, the the actual skills, the fighting skills. It's not even close. And I think that that's really what's going on here. Is I think that whatever was going on during the Habib fight, whether he was doing coke or he was just drinking a lot, which he said he mentioned in his. Uh, and if you can definitely uh, listen to his latest interview with Helwani. Um, yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. So he was talking about his last fight, and he was saying he was drinking his whiskey a lot. And he was heavy on the whiskey and he like what he, this camp and the Cerrone camp, he didn't drink it at all. Like it was very little, if at all, um, you know, and I think with a guy like Connor, there's so many distractions that he let himself get involved with that when Habib came, I think he, you know, he was clearly drinking. He was doing whatever he was doing. They said he wasn't there for some of his practices. He didn't show up for some of them or he was like really late um, you know, you can make all the excuses in the world, but like, you know, you have to know that's your biggest fight and you have to be there. And I think now he knows the opportunity that he squandered if that so was so the case. And, you know, you saw it against Cerrone, you know, and you're going to see it against Dustin. I, I think that Cerrone and Dustin are closer in comparison than Connor and uh, Dustin. And it's making it be seen. Um, like, I think that the skill set and the level 
of Cerrone and Poirier is very close and Dustin and Connor is not, but they're making it seem like it is to make this a good fight. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Connor knocked him out in 60 seconds because he's done it before and he said it. Um, yeah. But I, I do think what's going to happen here, I don't think Dustin's going to come out hot because Dustin tends to be a little bit hesitant in his first like 90 seconds of the fight. It's almost like, it's almost like he's like feeling out the fight and like he's yeah. like afraid to get hit. But then once that first 90 seconds is settled in, he, he tends to like open up. And this is from a fight breakdown I saw. I forgot who I saw it from, but they, it was a really good kind of like understanding of how Dustin fights. Like he comes out, he's a little bit hesitant. He doesn't really throw a lot. And that's what you kind of saw in the Connor fight for the first time was Dustin came out. He didn't throw a lot. Connor caught him with a kick and then a left hand. And then that left hand like stunned him. And then Connor just clipped him again with the left hand. And that was it. And then he knocked him out and that was it. Um, they also talked about Connor's weakness and kind of how to get him is, you know, Connor, it looks like, and this is cool. Cause I, you know, breaking it down, uh, I didn't really ever see this or I just didn't pay attention to it. But when Connor fights, he tries to get people going to like his left hand. Cause obviously like going in the opposite direction. So he punches away. That's what he did to um, what's his name. The short dude. I can't remember his name. Uriah Faber's fighter. Um, I'm blanking on it, but anyways, he uh, did it to him. He did it to Cerrone. He's done it to, you know, Aldo. It was all these people who were going into his left hand. And I think that's what he's looking to do. Um, my prediction here, I think this will be a, a second or a third round KO. I think Connor's going to knock him out. I think it'll be in the second or third. It, uh, you know, I, people talk about Connor's conditioning. They talk about he's not ready for this. He's not, you know, he can't last five rounds. The only people I've ever seen Connor gas out against besides, and when his younger fights, oh, Chad Mendez was the guy I was thinking of. Um, that wasn't who he gassed out against, but the only time he gassed out was against Floyd and Nate Diaz when he first went to 170. And I don't think people realize he went from 145 to 170 in three weeks to make that fight. So imagine if you gained 25 pounds to, to jump in weight class to fight a dude who's built for that division and is one of the best conditioned guys on the planet. Yeah. Like, you're going to look. But he, he, the, the, Connor's problem, and we talked about this before, is that he, um, he fucking, he throws his shots like at 100% power yeah. when he doesn't need to. Yep. And that's what gasses him out. Because sometimes like, he, and this is the thing Connor's good at, at measuring and setting up shots. Um, but there, he gets in these moments where he'll just try to like pot shot with that power shot and he'll miss. Yep. Um, and he's thrown them full force and missing. And it's, it's, it's taken a lot out of him. And uh, we also talked about this before Connor does it too. Yeah. As good as he is, is, is with his hands. Oftentimes he'll throw shots like he's throwing a baseball and he'll lunge his body, his body will go over his front foot. And again, you're missing, you're pulling back. That's just that little bit that, that, you know, second, one second that it takes to pull back takes a, uses a lot more energy than it does. If you're just turning on your, your waist and, and pulling back, it's yeah. a lot more energy when you're doing it over and over and over again. And we all know it takes a lot more out of you to miss a punch than to land a punch. So um, he, he, uh, he gets into these moments where he's throwing harder than he really needs to. Well, I think the biggest thing that I'm excited to see for him is so Connor's probably the best striker in the UFC. Let's be like, just 
you know, skill for skill, pound for pound, whatever you want to call it. He's probably the best striker in the UFC. He's been working with his old boxing coach, uh, Sutcliffe or Cutcliffe. I forgot his last name from, uh, um, from Dublin. Um, he's been with him in his gym, like actually working on boxing, like specific boxing. I don't think he needs, you know, Connor's got the rest of those skills down. He obviously works on them, but I think him cleaning up his boxing and actually working with a boxing coach. And I think this is what you talk about. If you, if you get some of these dudes in there with like a real boxer, like an actual boxing coach who can actually help them, like their form, their speed, their footwork, you know, I think he takes a huge step. Like, and I mean, like, and it's already like Connor's already a better than a lot of people, but I think if, if this boxing stuff pays off, you're going to see it early and you're going to see it. If it goes late, you're going to see him hold up later in the fight. Cause like you said, I think what goes on here is he, there's a lot of boxing and, and punching end up going hand for hand and they're not. And I think what happens in UFC is there's a lot of punching that gets confused for boxing and boxing is a different level of punching. So I think what happens here is Connor's very good puncher. And I think he's got, you know, again, he's already better than a lot than 95% of the UFC. And I think that with his boxing help, I think he could take like a massive step. And I think that's one of the things that um, for him is going to put him over the top. And I know, I don't know if you're familiar with his boxing coach or if you know anything about him, if he's ever, you know, how good of I've heard, I, yeah, I've, I've heard of him but I'm not, I'm not really familiar with it. Yeah. And like, I know he's a good coach and he's had, he's been sparring with like some of the top guys that he's got in, uh, in Ireland and like his top fighters and things like that. So, you know, I, I, and I, and again, like, I don't think Connor's too worried about Dustin on the ground. So I think just focusing on standing up, if he cleans up his boxing and he turns into even 50% better of a boxer, I don't think there's a chance. I don't think Dustin has a chance. Like, and he moves his head, you know, he, he's, he cleans up his punches. Like Jake's been saying, and Jake's been saying this for a while. And like, you know, he's actually put, I've seen it, but I didn't, you know, it's hard for, and I think this is where it's, the struggle is, is like, it's hard for people who just watch UFC to know what like a clean punch looks like, you know, Connor connects and he knocks people out, but if Connor could clean his, shit up. his accuracy is tremendous. Yeah. But you see when he misses, yep. that's when you see how sloppy it can be. And I think if Connor cleans that up, you know how much better he could be. You know yeah. how many, you know, how much better his knockout or how more efficient, how un- like he won't get as tired. And that's him. what it is, increasing efficiency. Yeah. You know I mean, so that, that's that's what good boxing is, being yeah. efficient. And I think I'm, that I mean good fighting, period. Yeah. But yeah. And like I said, I think that if Connor can do that, and I think if this boxing pays off for Connor. You're going to see it and you're going to see it early. And I think he's going to piece up Dustin. I think Dustin's going to have some, you know, his moments if it lasts. Um, but I, I don't think, you know, I don't see a way in which he's going to beat Connor, especially if Connor is as good mentally and physically as they're saying right now. Yeah. Um, if something happens and like mentally Connor's not there or something comes up, which I doubt, Dustin may have a better chance, but I don't see this, you know, I don't see this going past three rounds. And I don't see Dustin standing a chance if, unless he changes something that I haven't seen before from him. And like, I don't think he's changed anything in his past three fights, you know, and he did against Habib. I, I, you know, I I don't know how long he lasted against Habib, but it was the same outcome. So like, you can't even play that card, like who did better against Habib, but like, you know, um, but yeah, what were you going to say? I I just, I think 
the worst version of Connor. I, from what I've seen from Corey, um, the worst version of Connor destroyed him. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it goes past – I don't think it goes past a round, to be you honest. You think he's going to end of the first? Yeah, yeah. I think, he'll, I think he'll get him out of there in the first round. I mean, again, I would not be surprised. And, and, and listen, I, I hate saying the shit about any fighter, any guy who's got it in him to get in a ring or knock the gun or walk in a street fight. But it seems like Poirier's one of those guys who gets his spirit broken easily. And that's and that's and that's my biggest concern here is that Poirier is a good fighter, but again, you get hit in the wrong way, and it looks like he just kind of like breaks down. And then, like you know, he. Uh, I just yeah, it looks like he's he's trying. And I've I've met a lot of guys like this. I've been in there with a lot of guys like this who are fucking like I've been in there with a lot of kids who are fucking you know on their way to the Olympics and shit, very very skilled. But when you hit them hard, like especially like you go to the body and you make them uncomfortable, they, they start their 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 attitude starts to change in the ring. They don't like it. Yeah. And I think Corey is one of those guys where like he he's skilled, obviously, but it looks like he, when he does get touched, he does not like it. And part of being a great fighter is you, you gotta be okay with getting smashed because yeah. it's gonna happen. Yeah. So official predictions for this weekend, we got Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. I think Dan Hooker is going to, I don't think he's going to knock Chandler out because I don't think Hooker's got that type of power. It could be like a TKO, like a stoppage, um, which I guess is technically a knockout, but a technical knockout, right? Um, I think Dan Hooker is going to win. I think this is a, these are, this is a three round fight. So I think Dan Hooker will win by decision. Um, And I also think Connor is going to win. I think it'll be a second or third round knockout. Um, I don't. I would not be surprised if it doesn't last more than a round. But um, I'm going to give Dustin the benefit of the doubt because I do think he's grown as a fighter. Um, but I don't think, I you know, I don't think it's that much that he's going to stand a chance right this weekend. Um, but yeah. So other than that, we just got this huge fight, which is going to really unfold. And I think if Connor, and I think the most exciting thing here overall is that if Connor does impress and he does come out like he says he is and. He knocks Dustin out in 60 seconds or in the first round. It's going to set up Khabib Connor too, which I think needs to be the next fight. I think, again, I don't think Connor, it's not, it's not an excuse that Connor wasn't ready if he actually wasn't ready to fight the first yeah. time. But that's part of being a fighter. It's part of who you are as a fighter. It, it, he, can't, it, he obviously seemed a little off. Yeah. Hey, man, that, that's, that's on you. Yeah. That's on you as a fighter. It's that's not an excuse. Fighter. And like, and honestly, like, I'd love to see the second fight versus Habib, but at the same time, if he doesn't get it, that's his fault, you know? Um, and I'm interested in whatever happens next, because this is, this is the domino. I've, I've been talking about these other dominoes, like Tony Ferguson losing to Oliveira was a domino. This Michael Chandler versus Dan Hooker is going to be a domino. Justin Gaethje losing to Habib was a domino. Like all these little dominoes. Connor is the single most important one that whatever happens here is going to, adjust and change the rest of what's going on in the, in the next couple months. Cause even Dana said it, you know, his, his dream scenario here is Connor wins fights for the belt and then defends it this year. Um, whether that's against Khabib or someone else, you know, there's a lot of people who are lining up to want to fight Connor and Connor might come or go to 170 or Nate might come down, whatever they were talking about a ton of stuff, but Connor is the single most important domino to fall this weekend. And you know, if he wins and when I think he wins, it's going to 
really start to adjust the framework and to make this year a lot more exciting and hopefully a lot more of Connor versus whoever wants to try to, you know, step in there with him. Yeah. So we'll see how this weekend goes. Um, but again, Connor, second or third round for me, Jake thinks end of the first round or won't even last around. Dan Hooker for me is going to be a decision victory within the three rounds. And uh, yeah. And then not really any boxing again this weekend, just the news Tyson Fury and um, uh, Anthony Joshua almost done. And then Wednesday night we have uh, Michael Chiesa versus Neil Magny. I went with Michael Chiesa. I picked that on the last one. Uh, we did this podcast a little bit sooner than I thought. So I'm going to reiterate that decision there and go Michael Chiesa. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any thoughts, comments, suggestions on the fight, the fight cast, your opinions for Connor versus Dustin, uh, I'd love to hear it. And uh, we'll go from there. I appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.